Previously on Transformers University, we took a look at the toy line as it was released in 1986 in the United States, and now we head back over to the land of the rising sun in Japan to take a look at just how things were different in 1986, how things were presented, and what was released right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner-operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the podcast, the social media, and more. And this episode, we are headed to Japan, Japan. to talk about the toys and uh, the slight differences in the media released there in 1986. In the United States, we got Transformers the movie in the fall of 1986, and then just thereafter, uh, about a month later, we got season three of the TV series. Well, things were slightly different in Japan. So the release of Transformers the movie was delayed in Japan uh, to the summer of 1987, and it still didn't come out in 1987. It ended up going straight to home video in 1989. So there was a huge gap in the story that needed to be filled in before the show shifted to season three. I mean, gone were Optimus Prime and Megatron and Starscream and a whole bunch of other characters that we knew and loved from the first two seasons. And we had all these other characters floating around that we knew nothing about, especially if you were in Japan. Uh, A lot of those gaps were filled in by TV Magazine, which we'll cover in a future episode. Uh, And... The series itself in Season 3 would be called Fight Super Robot Lifeform Transformers 2010. So the 2010 that was tacked on the back of that signified the year that the new story was taking place. And that number is slightly different, still the far-flung future of 2010, but that's about five, four or five years, depending on where you are in the story, further on than what was released in North America. And, of course, we've got two brand new themes for the show in Japan. So first, let's give a listen to the new opening theme song from Fight! Super Robot Lifeform Transformers 2010.
And of course, there was a closing theme as well. So let's give that a quick listen. So in Japan, the Japanese audience uh, got all the episodes of Season 3 that were aired in North America, plus uh, two bonus clip show episodes uh, entitled Daniel's Adventure and The Desperate Struggle for Justice. However, these were never released on home video in any way, uh, at least at the time of this recording. And so no one really knows what's on those two shows, what clips are used and, and how they were used. Uh, the episodes also featured extra narration and uh, captions uh, in the story whenever a new place or character appeared. Uh, and they also had new endings to replace the secret files of Teletran 2. So those are the main differences in Season 3 versus North America and Japan. Uh, but the toy, lines, the toy lines were very similar in a lot of ways. So we left off uh, with the number 49 as the toys were numbered, but now the numbering was going to be split into C and D factions for Cybertrons, which were the Autobots, and Destrons, which were the Decepticons. So now we would start with number 50, but from both sides, so C50 and D50. The lines overall were fairly identical to what was released in North America. The Autobots featured all of the Aerobots and Protectobots, uh, all the new Minibots, Ultra Magnus, the Autobot Cassettes, the Triple Changers, Metroplex, Rodimus Convoy, that was Rodimus Prime's name in Japan, uh, Coupler, Hot Rodimus, which was Hot Rod's name in Japan, and Rekgar. On the Decepticon side, uh, the Stunticons, Combaticons, Galvatron, Cyclonus, Scourge, Ramjet, Thrust, Trypticon, Octane, uh, the Predacons, Ravage, Laserbeak, Ratbat, and Frenzy, the blue one, were all released. Uh, of note within the main line, uh, Dirge did not carry over from 1985 into 1986 in Japan. Astrotrain was re-released in his U.S. toy colors, uh, which were different from the Japanese ones, and all were different from the TV show version. And uh, Skylinks was not released because it was not a Takara toy, nor were Runabout or Runamuck the Battle Chargers. Additionally, in the main line, there were Versus sets, uh, VS sets, as they're sometimes called, and... Uh, in 86, there was a new one called the VSZ set, which featured Sunstreaker, Skids, and Buzzsaw, all of which were previously unavailable in Japan. There were also a pair of Goodbye sets, uh, a Goodbye Convoy set featuring uh, Convoy, uh, a.k.a. Optimus Prime, along with Red Alert and Mirage, and a Goodbye Megatron set with Starscream. The Megatron in this set was unchromed, featured red trim, and his arm cannon. 
The mellowways for that year in Japan were the Omnibots, Downshift, Camshaft, and Overdrive, and Ratchet. Additionally that year, there were a number of other smaller, uh, both literally and figuratively, uh, Transformer lines released in Japan. And we'll get a little deeper into that in a little bit, because that was one of the more fun parts for me researching this episode. But the first part of that, uh, part I knew I was going to add in this episode, is a line called Transform Gokin, also known as Transform Junior. Uh, these were smaller Transformers uh, made of larger characters, and these were only available in Japan. Um, they were like, I don't know, three to four inch tall versions of some of the more popular characters. There was a Convoy released in 85, I think. I've seen varying reports on 85 or 86 for this figure. Uh, there was also a Soundwave and an Ultra Magnus and in 86, along with Rodimus Convoy, Metro Flex, which was the Japanese name for Metroplex, and Dinosaur, which is the Japanese name for Trypticon. All of those figures were released as part of the Transform Junior line. And speaking of Trypticon, Dinosaur, uh, this brings us into another important piece of Transformers merchandise that would have an effect on the U.S. line eventually. Uh, and this was a game. It was called the Defeat Trypticon Strategy Game. Um, this game featured little rubber game pieces, uh, which would eventually be imported to the U.S. as decoys in 1987. These little rubber pieces were of uh, various Autobots that we knew. And the game featured a centerpiece of Trypticon, which was made of uh, plastic and cardboard, that fired a little ball onto the board. And if the ball hit your piece and knocked it over, uh, you had to start over. Um, and while that sounds incredibly fun, the, the bigger takeaway were the decoys from this, because eventually Takara latched onto this and sold additional sets so within the game, there were a handful of Autobots and a couple of randomly packed uh, Decepticons. From the Autobot side, you, you would always receive Optimus Prime, Blue Streak, Cliffjumper, Bumblebee, Wheeljack, and Mirage. And then two random Decepticon figures uh, that have been reported to be Megatron, Soundwave, Thundercracker, Shrapnel, and Blitzwing. Whether or not more of those Decepticons uh, were available as pack-ins uh, is kind of unknown. Uh, but those are ones that were definitely confirmed, at least according to tfwiki.net. So additionally, Takara realized that they could release these little rubber figures as their own little sets and add in just about everyone. So they did so with three Hero Collection sets, the first being the Cybertron Hero Collection 22, featuring 22 of your favorite Autobots. And those 22 are Blaster, Blue Streak, Brawn, Grapple, Hoist, Hound, Huffer, Ironhide, Jazz, Mirage, Optimus Prime, Perceptor, Ratchet, Red Alert, Sideswipe, Skids, Smokescreen, Sunstreaker, Swoop, Trax, Wheeljack, and Windcharger. And in the second collection, known as the Destron Hero Collection 22, we got 22 Decepticons released. And those are Astrotrain, Blitzwing, Bombshell, Bonecrusher, Devastator, Frenzy, the purple one, Hook, Kickback, Laserbeak, Longhaul, Megatron, Mixmaster, Ravage, Reflector, Scavenger, Scrapper, Shockwave, Shrapnel, Skywarp, Soundwave, Starscream, and Thundercracker. Finally, the rest of the Autobots were released in the third collection called Cybertron Hero Collection 9. If you haven't figured that out, there were only nine in this set. And those nine were Bumblebee, Cliffjumper, Grimlock, Inferno, Prowl, 
Slag Sludge Snarl, and Trailbreaker. Now, of note from these three box sets, uh, the only one never to be imported into the U.S. was Laserbeak. Uh, the Japanese decoys also had numbers on the back that were equal to their total numbers of their tech spec stats for a quick kind of uh, rock, paper, scissors style battle game. Uh, the U.S. versions featured numbers relative to the checklist that was included with the decoys. And uh, some of these sets actually featured launchers for you to fire the little rubber figures at each other. So this dive into Japanese decoys, uh, especially ones released in 1986, took me down a very, very large rabbit hole of not just decoys, but uh, what they call candy toys and gum kits. And I've never, as a fan, never really looked into them. I knew they existed. Uh, I could recognize one if I saw one. But didn't really know the details or the basics behind them. So we're going to get into that a little bit uh, right here. First off, the decoys were also released as gashapons. A gashapon is kind of um, vending machines. It's kind of the best way to put it. They're, they're figures released in little machines you would probably see outside of a supermarket for a quarter. There's a little you know plastic bubble with a toy inside. So all of the decoys uh, were released by a company called Seven and were put in these gashapon machines. So in 1986, if you were a kid in Japan, you could go to one of these vending machines and you can randomly get a figure uh, one of these decoy figures from the machine, but they weren't all just in their regular colors. So they were available in red, yellow, orange, pink, white, blue, green, sky blue, and tan. Additionally, the decoys were released in box sets in peach color, similar to the Kanikumon figures released in the United States as muscle, millions of unusual strange creatures lurking everywhere. So, if you're keeping score on the number of variations at this point to complete your decoy sets in each color, uh, the total is over 580 uh, at the moment. But these weren't the only decoys to be released in 1986. As I mentioned, there was another company doing a lot of small Transformers things in Japan. That company... Uh, it's still around, still does lots of Transformers stuff, is called Kabaya, K-A-B-A-Y-A, and they had a series of figures called Transformers Ramune. So in Transformers Ramune, uh, there were two separate lines available. Uh, one was Scramble City, which were combiners that featured a plastic body with rubber limbs, and those combiners that were available were Superion, Menasaur, Bruticus, and Defensor. But Kabaya shifted when the line went from Scramble City to Transformers 2010. They shifted to soft rubber figures similar to decoys. And these figures were available in three colors, red, blue, and yellow. And those figures that were available were Rodimus Convoy, Ultra Magnus, Metro Plex, or Flex, depending on how you want to say it, Superion, Defensor, Galvatron, Bruticus, and Menasaur. So, eight characters times three colors. That's 24 variations. That's put you... As a collector, if you want to get every single one, over 600 decoy figures. But it does not stop there. There were still more decoy-styled figures to come out in Japan in 86. Also from Kabaya, uh, they did a series called Transformers Milk Caramel. Uh, 
the milk caramel toys came with, you guessed it, chocolate-covered caramel candy. Think um, milk duds, I guess, would be the uh, Western equivalent. So they did some a year earlier, and uh, I'll call those year one figures for for argument's sake because I did not cover them in a previous episode. Uh, These were less detailed than decoys, but they were a bit more toyetic, and these were available in red, yellow, or blue. In Series 1 and 2, they had three different versions of Convoy, along with Bumblebee, Cliffjumper, Laserbeak, Ravage, Brawn, Reflector, Soundwave, Starscream, Frenzy, pick your color, red, yellow, or blue, Hound, Sideswipe, Shockwave, Megatron, Jazz, and Prowl for a total of 81 different little milk caramel toys. When the line shifted to Transformers 2010, they added in a new color. So now they were available in red, yellow, blue, or green. And in this line, there was Rodimus Convoy, Blur, Cup, Cyclonus, Galvatron, Trypticon, Scourge, Predaking, and Rekgar. So that is another 36 to add on to your over 600. Pack that in with the 81 from the previous batch, and you're well over 700 total decoy-style toys. Diving deeper into Kabaya, the most famous of Kabaya's lines are the Kabaya gum kits. These were snapped together model kits that included a piece of chewing gum. With the 200 yen kits, uh, these were offered in singular kits that had three colors of plastic within them, not three colors of plastic variations. And the first year of Kabaya gum kits would feature five waves, with waves one and two featuring characters from season one and season two. Uh, you would see Gum Kits 4, Convoy Megatron, Red Alert, Sideswipe Inferno, Reflector, Soundwave, and Starscream. Wave 3 would feature a mix of pre- and post-movie characters with Ultra Magnus, Blaster, Silverbolt, Blitzwing, and a two-pack of Frenzy and Ravage. And those came in red and gray plastic. Feel free to assign whatever color you'd like to Frenzy. In Wave 4... Uh, there were actually five packs in here, and they were meant to be uh, the two combiners, Defensor and Bruticus. Hotspot and Onslaught were available on their own, and then uh, Protectabot's Groove and First Aid, and then Blades and Streetwise were available together, and they could combine with Hotspot to form Defensor. Uh, same with the Combaticons and Onslaught, Vortex and Brawl were together in one pack, while Blastoff and Swindle were together in the other. Finally, in Wave 5 of the Kabaya Gum Kits, uh, we would see characters strictly from 2010. And those would be Rodimus Convoy, Galvatron, Metroplex, or Metroflex, take your pick, and Trypticon, a.k.a. Dinosaur. Finally, there was one more Kabaya line that began in 1986, and this was Transformers Chaco, which were smaller model kits, uh, cost about 60 yen. They were transformable and, of course, featured a small piece of chocolate with them. Uh, There were five color variants for each figure in these model kits, red, blue, yellow, green, and gray. There were three series. Series one through three featured characters from seasons one and two. And on the Autobot side of those, uh, there were three different versions of Convoy, as well as Hound, Sideswipe, Jazz, Prowl, Bumblebee, Cliffjumper, Windcharger, Wheeljack, Beachcomber, Powerglide, Sea Spray, Steeljaw, Streetwise, Brawn, and Huffer. On the Decepticon side of this, you had uh, Starscream, Thrust, Frenzy, the red, yellow, blue, green, or gray one, 
Ravage, Brawl, and Wild Rider. Finally, there was also a 2010 series of these figures featuring Cyclonus Galvatron Hot Rodimus, a.k.a. Hot Rod, Rodimus Convoy, a.k.a. Rodimus Prime, Octane, Sandstorm, Springer, and Wheelie. So as you can see, the Transformers toy line and the merchandising into smaller model kits and gum toys and gashapon and decoys uh, really expanded the Transformers toy line in Japan in 1986. And moreover, the Japanese, especially Japanese kids, had to be shocked to find out the events of Transformers the movie without actually seeing Transformers the movie. And we'll cover that on a future episode. But first, I do want to talk about everything else we have to offer you here at tfu.info. Uh, if you haven't used the Toy Archive in a while, please swing on by www.tfu.info. Uh, the Toy Archive is still a work in progress, and it's still at uh, a work being updated. Uh, it is fairly current through 2016, and I'm kind of making my way uh, back through the archive to kind of make it easier to use uh, going forward. And yeah, it's taken a while, but I'm currently working on the year 2002 and really pushing to get up to date real soon. Uh, that said, there are some great links on there, plus our Amazon links and eBay links. Anytime you click on those, uh, it helps the site uh, by you just using eBay or Amazon as you normally would. Uh, of course, if you want to just go straight to the Amazon links, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, please use our links. tfu.info slash Amazon will take in Amazon, will cost you a penny more to use Amazon, but Amazon will send back some spare change our way. Uh, if you'd like to help the show directly, please join our Patreon, patreon.com slash tfuinfo. You'll get early access to the show, uh, at least 24 hours ahead of everyone else, sometimes days or weeks ahead of other people. And uh, you'll get special access to me, you get some behind-the-scenes looks, and there's all sorts of other goodies there. And it starts at just $1 a month. And of course, if you like this podcast, swing on by to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tfuinfo. Uh, you'll find tour reviews there. You'll find some video versions of the pod there and a whole bunch of other stuff. And if you do happen to swing by, please uh, subscribe to the page, like a few videos, uh, help us out with the folks at YouTube. Finally, if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Twitter at TFU underscore info. Uh, that's where I usually am. Please reach out to me. If you like the show, if you like the episode, please uh, give me a heads up. Tell me. Uh, it's always nice to hear from the fans. We are also on Facebook facebook.com slash tfu info and instagram at instagram.com slash tfu info all those social media channels i do post uh, fairly regular desk spots uh, where i take a little transformer with me to work and photograph it on my desk usually interacting with something there if i can and as i said earlier the website servicing the transformers community for god gotta be close to 17 years now is www.tfu.info please swing on by and uh, enjoy the site. Now, as I hinted before, uh, talking about how Japan was guided into season three. I told you that episode was nearby, real nearby. And that's because it's the next episode. So next time on the show, we will be talking about TV magazine, uh, the manga and the story pages that were included in 1986 to help get people caught up to what was going on in North America. So stay tuned for Transformers University episode number 65. 
Until then, I am your host, Anthony Brucali, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info. See ya.